You're a real crumb bum. Can you feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? So now it's fourth and 26. You want Philly Philly? This is Miracle in the Meadowlands, number two. And the Eagles fans. The Eagles fans. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Welcome to the podcast. We are somewhere in between terrible mutant WIP takes and good football analysis. I'm Eric, and this is Dom, and we are the Philly Specialists. All right, Eric, what are we talking about today? What's on the docket for episode number two officially? Highly requested from all of our 80 streams last week. <laughs> Highly requested that we go take a little bit of a deeper dive into Nick Sirianni and his staff. Um this is pretty important. This is big stuff. We we need to know what we're dealing with in 2021 as far as the coaching goes. Um, I know you you spent a lot of time this week doing homework. So what what are you thinking? Oh yeah, I've been I've been spending the time, the man hours, and uh, I'm gonna give you a, a high level view of where Nick Sirianni's been, where he's worked, and then uh, I'll kick it to you. But uh, Nick Sirianni has spent four years in Kansas City, uh, bouncing around to a couple different quality control jobs. Uh, he went to San Diego in 20. 20- 13 as an offensive quality control coach, then spent two years as a quarterbacks coach. Uh, the following two years, 2016 and 17, he was a wide receivers coach, uh, where he was hired from 2017 to the Indianapolis Colts as an offensive coordinator, uh, where he spent three years with Frank Reich. Obviously, doesn't have a huge resume, doesn't have a lot to point to, but would love to hear your opinion, Eric, about the hire and uh, how you feel really high level. I think it's interesting that he was a wide receivers coach and a quarterbacks coach. Mm-hmm. I think that's – I mean, we certainly need a good wide receivers coach um, in Philadelphia. We probably need a good quarterbacks coach too. Um, I feel like it's certainly I, – I don't think it's the hire anybody had predicted or anybody wanted. I can't imagine that eight weeks ago somebody was like – or six weeks ago somebody was like, oh, Nick Sirianni is going to be the guy. But I think it fits the mold. Of yes. what I was hoping for. Personally, my like fingers crossed hope was Joe Brady. Um, I think that the league is moving in a certain direction. And right now, the young, offensive-minded whiz kids are kind of making a push. And they're becoming the guy. Um, you look at Sean McVay. You look at LaFleur. You look at Cliff Kinsbury. You know, those guys that are making noise are kind of the future. They're kind of the direction that the NFL is moving in. And Nick Sirianni, hopefully, is the next in that line of, you know, young, offensively-minded guys that are coming up. Um, I think that he's got, you know, a good endorsement from a proven guy. I think is a proven guy in Frank Reich. And, you know, I'm excited to see what he's got. Like I said, it wasn't my first pick. To be honest with you, I don't know that much about him other than the research I've done for, you know, since he's been hired. But I think it makes sense, theoretically, if that's the guy you want. You want to move with the league. You want an offensive mind moving forward. You want a young guy who's, you know, who's going to fill that role. I think it makes sense to go with a guy who fits that mold. So we'll have to see how he works out. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic, actually. Yeah, I, I feel good about it. Uh, you know, if, if you were to tell me uh, six months ago that Nick Sirianni uh, was my head coach, I would you say... You said who? I would say who. Yeah. I would say something like, what are you doing on my front step? 
go back to Sixth and Johnson, you weirdo. I would say something like that. All, all kidding aside, you know, I am the type of person who wants to be very optimistic about our hires. You've heard my take yes, on you Jalen Hurts. Yes, you are. Yes, you are, baby. I am ready to christen Jalen There's Hurts no denying that. As, as the guy in Philadelphia. So, I got a little evidence to tell you a little something about Nick Sirianni. And if you want to be negative about Sirianni, you're probably going to have to fast forward this podcast. Because I have nothing but good things to say about you the guy. You have to come to my house where we record this podcast and fight us both. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Also, meet me on Tenth and Johnson, uh, right in front of, right in front of the uh, new Nifty Fifties, and square up. And then I'm gonna <laughs> knock you the f out. And then I'm gonna get a slider, extra cheese. I'm gonna enjoy my night. But if you were asking me why would you feel positive about Nick Sirianni, here's a couple of things that I I've looked up from his local newspaper. You know, the 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 good old boy from. Uh, Jamestown, New Jersey, you talk about uh, how Frank Reich feels about the guy. Reich said, said it himself, when I got here, the first thing I said to the GM, Chris Ballard, is there is one guy I want to get on this staff, and that's Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni is a guy that uh, Frank Reich thinks the world of. He said, I think he's a brilliant offensive mind, he's a tireless worker, he pays attention to detail, and he has a dynamic coaching personality. And then he said this. This was in October of 2020. He said, I think he's going to be a great hedge coach in this league sooner rather than later, and it's hard for me to have a higher opinion of Nick. Now, if you're a type of uh, Eagles fan that feels the way you do about Frank Reich, that cannot be a higher opinion of someone coming from a source that you trust. You think that Frank Reich is the reason the Eagles won the Super Bowl, then guess what? The guy who got you that Lombardi is also telling you that Nick Sirianni is that dude. That being said, he is a little inexperienced, and that is probably a detriment to him. He's a younger guy, but I think the Philadelphia Eagles made a made a ballsy decision with picking this guy because they swung for the fences. If you're right, you have a, a head coach that may be here for 10 to 15 years, and you are going to have a successful franchise. Here are the things that I look at in a head coach. When I Google Nick Sirianni, I see two things, two huge things. He's a visor guy. Think about visor men in the history of the NFL. That's right. John Gruden. Sean Payton. Hate him. Sean Payton. Great Doug, coach, but I hate him. Doug Peterson. All Super Bowl winner. Heis, all Pfizer, visor guys. Heisman Pfizer, guys? Pfizer. Pfizer. Did Doug Peterson win a Heisman that you I know, didn't know all, about? They're all vaccinated, actually. Pfizer. What college did Doug Peterson go to? Uh, good question. Uh uh, Community College of Philadelphia. Um, so when you name those three visor men, Super Bowl winning visor men, you know, that's huge for me. They all see the game the same way. Okay, if you can if you can guess what college uh, Doug Peterson attended, I will give you $1,000. Doug Peterson went to Michigan. That's incorrect. All right, all right. So University Doug, of Louisiana Monroe. Uh, well, you know what? That's pretty no. close. They're right, no, right next to College me. Northeast Louisiana. Mm-hmm. What? But back to the what is that major point uh, at hand? Visors. I see a lot of pedigree in visors. Chip Kelly wore a visor. Chip Kelly wore a visor, and you're absolutely right. But you know what Chip Kelly was? He was just a visor guy. Just a visor guy. <laughs> He's nothing else beyond the visor. He was. He was, he was a man who held the visor too tight and it 
and it drove him to insanity. Flew too close to the sun. John Gruden had the red hair, Chucky. Doug Peterson. Why did you say the word Chucky? That's what they call him. They call him Chucky. Doug <laughs> Peterson. calls him Chucky? Everybody calls him Chucky. You know, he's got, he looks like Chucky. All right. So wait, Sean Payton, Bounty Gate. He had something else. Doug Peterson had those weird bifocals. Made him look like a smart guy. Or maybe, if you're on the other side of the opinion, weak. Literally, his eyes were weak. Peterson. Okay, so the 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 visor glasses combo was is, was was enough to win a Super Bowl, but it's not a sustainable strategy. Now, here's what Nick Sirianni brings to the table on top of that visor. It's a pen. Sticks a pen in his visor. It's not like Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia puts a pencil in his ear. Oh, I'm not sure what I want to do with my life. I'm writing pencil so I can erase it. Nick Sirianni says, I got something. I'm writing it down. And guess what? It's permanently it's pen. written there forever. That's a Bic, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Well, he actually looks like he's using gel pen. So he's got money. Gel pen? He's got money. Wow. Yeah, he's got money. How about that? Uh, and the third thing is uh, he was born, uh, my girlfriend told me, he is a Gemini. So that's a pro. May 28th, 1993, like myself. I'm a Gemini. That is a pro. You know uh, what they say about Geminis. You know, hey, hey, well, I have I'm, no idea. I don't know either. But, uh, but here's the cons. My girlfriend told me that he's a Gemini. And most Geminis are assholes. I'm a Gemini. The other problem I have with Nick Sirianni is he's from Jamestown, New York. You know who uh, grew up in Jamestown, New York? Give you give you two guesses. Hitler. Wrong. Close. Roger Goodell. Oh, and, that is close. And and listen to this one. Nick Carter. But wait a second. Brother of Aaron Carter, Nick Carter. Brother of Aaron Carter, the least popular member of the Backstreet Boys. But here's where it gets interesting. If you're a guy from Jamestown, New York, and you just birthed a kid named Nick Carter, oh, this kid stinks. What do I got to do? Get out of here. You go down to Florida, and you go birth an athlete, Aaron Carter. And guess what he goes and does? You know what he does? He beats Shaq one-on-one. He beats Shaq one-on-one in beat basketball. Shaq one-on-one, He's yeah. five foot four, dominated Shaq. Yes. So, so there's some question marks, of course, when it comes to Nick Sirianni. But my dad always told me you are the company you keep. Nick Sirianni has coached players like Andrew Luck. Philip Rivers, Keenan Allen, Antonio Gates. He has pedigree with guys that are respected, well-known players in the league, and they all have good things to say about him. So if I'm a, if I'm an Eagles fan, there's excitement to be had outside of the fact that he's from Jamestown, New York, home of Robert Goodell and Nick Carter. But again, like I said it, I said it in the beginning of my segment, the beginning of my rant. This is a man who is a heck of a swing. By the Philadelphia Eagles, if you make contact, if you're throwing a 98 mile per hour fastball and you make contact, just like Nick Sirianni down at uh, DV, he's going yard, and you're going to be a really happy Philadelphia Eagles fan if we make contact on this one. Mic drop. You want to do like a mic drop sound effect? We'll be back in a second to do stuff. What does a mic drop sound effect sound like? Wow, Dom, where'd you find this? It sounds like an ad that we're Damn, Dom, where'd you find this take? It's banging. (laughs) (laughs) All right, listen listen to this ad. (laughs) Can we bring in the analytics? Mm -hmm. 
You know, a lot of people don't know that we're analytics guys. A lot of people don't know that. No, a lot of people think that we're just two drunk guys in the basement. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) We might be two drunk guys in a basement. (laughs) What are we going to do? Welcome back to the Philly Specialist. Next up, we're going to talk about the offensive and defensive coordinator for the Eagles. First things first, we're going to talk here about Shane Steichen. Not going to be a super in-depth conversation because I think Eric and I share the same opinion that if the Eagles' offense is good, uh, it's probably a result of Nick Sirianni being the, quote, offensive guy similar to uh, the Rams coach. uh, McVay. McVay. Sean McVay. No one knows who the Rams' uh, offensive coordinator is. And if you do... Someone knows. Send me a... Send me a... They live uh, in Los Angeles. Twitter. uh, A tweet, if you could, and I'll retweet you, and you'll see uh, five of our followers might like it. Or not. I don't care. Um, so, going into Shane Steichen, I think both of us kind of share the same cons. Uh, he's a little bit of a, an, an inexperienced guy. Someone that we don't know too much about. But, Eric, I'm, I'm going to kick it over to you to give you kind of a high-level view of where he's been, what he's done, and, and how you feel about the guy. Yeah, going back like a ways, he, he, he was in Louisville in college. Then he went to the Chargers from 11 to 12 as a defensive assistant, believe it or not. Then he was... You know, floating around, he was with the Browns, the Chargers from 14 to 15, the Chargers from 16 to 19 as a QB coach. He was a quality control coach for a little bit here and there. And then in 19, he was hired by the Chargers and then eventually became the interim offensive coordinator and then the offensive coordinator in 2020. So he's been around, he's floated around a little bit. One thing, you know, as I, as I go through, like, trying to learn, last year on the Chargers as the OC, uh, they were ninth in first down run frequency, 53%. 53% about about right where I'd like to see it. They were the only team in the top 10 to average fewer than four yards per carry, but they were dealing with, they were dealing with running back issues. Eckler was out. I think they were rolling with Justin Jackson. Um, they had the lowest success rate of all 32 teams, which is like a weird... Yeah, it's it's like a weird stat, and and I think that uh, a lot of people would view that as and 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 not to cut you off here, but a lot of people are excited to see him leave San Diego. But if this is the kind of guy that believes in his running backs and want to run the ball, then you if you're a Miles Sanders guy, if you're a Miles Sanders truther, big Miles Sanders guy over here. I, I love Miles Sanders, and and I think that one of the biggest issues with the Eagles this year was not getting him the ball enough. That, that points towards getting the ball into what he thought was the best player on the team or, or at least getting the ball in the running back's hands, which I'm all for. Uh, you know, again, not to not to jump the uh, gun here, but he did make Justin Herbert look like a yeah, pretty damn Yeah, I, I was just going to say, he. I'm sure he had a big piece in the Justin Herbert mm-hmm. birth that yeah. took place, and Herbert turned into, like, a major stud. Mm-hmm. As the year went on, um, so I think that's interesting that he was able to kind of help with the development of him, and I hope, I pray that he's able to do the same thing with Jalen Hurts. Well, he's he's definitely going to because Jalen Hurts is the, the truth. But um, God, I hope you're right. Seriously, if anybody pulls this up, like six months from now, I'm gonna get clowned. The South Philly Slimeballs group chat will have my head. Yeah, they're gonna grill you up. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you can cut that in post. Um, no, nah, I'm gonna leave it in. Yeah, leave it in. 
But uh, again, I, I can't uh, bring myself to talk too much about Chain, uh, just because I think that the success of the Eagles' uh, offense is probably going to be on Nick Sirianni, and uh, the failure is not going to fall on Shane either. It's probably going to fall on Nick Sirianni. So yeah, you know whether it is or it isn't fair. I think that the everybody's very young on this staff. He's born in a young, up and coming staff, and so he's going to he's going to carry all the blame or conversely he's going to carry all the credit um because he's the only name he's the only yeah. real name yeah he's he's the only guy who has anything that like you're gonna hang your hat on nick sirianni uh whether whether it's fair or not he's gonna have an, a, tr- a tremendous amount of pressure in terms of the success and failure of the the eagles offense but moving on to that, I mean, obviously Nick Sirianni is not going to be the guy who is uh, in control of or um, to blame for the success or failures of the Philadelphia Eagles defense. That's probably going to fall on Jonathan Gannon. Or just from your like high level take of Jonathan Gannon, like how do you feel about him? And then I'll probably jump in and, and give you a little stats to see if you're encouraged or discouraged based off of what I'm saying. My Jonathan Gannon take is very limited. Mm-hmm. What I know of Jonathan Gannon has been drawing conclusions from what we've heard about him and what we've heard about his plans and the, the stats that I can read. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all heard last week that Jannard Avery is going to move to linebacker, and I think that that's something that's like long overdue. And it's something that gives me optimism that this defense is going to focus more and more on putting the players that we have in a position to succeed rather than force feeding players into a game plan. Yeah. I think, uh, a lot of, uh, my fear, you know, moving on from Jim Schwartz is one of those, be careful what you wish for kind of situations. I don't know if Jim Schwartz was the best defensive coordinator in the league. Personally, I would have liked, I would have liked if we kept Jim Schwartz. To yeah, be I think I would have been a little happy to have some sort of stability in the in the staff, but I think that uh, Lurie saw it as an opportunity to kind of clean house and start fresh, except for the GM for whatever reason. But that's fair. All that aside, <laughs> I know we yeah, defended him last week. We but we we, that we is defended fair. the guy, but you know, if you're going to clear house, you maybe should have did the whole thing. No no half measures. But it's one of those. Be careful what you wish for. But Jonathan Gannon. From what I've read up on him, not the worst hire I've ever seen. Uh, he was a defensive backs coach uh, for Minnesota from 2014 to 2017, uh, and then he was the cornerbacks coach for the Colts from 2018 to 2020. So he does have some sort of connection with Sirianni. Sirianni appears to have faith in the guy. A couple things I did in my extensive research. Uh, his name rhymes with cannon. That's something big on defense. You want a guy who's a cannon. You think about that, you know, hey, whoa, watch out. Here's here's Jonathan Gannon, the cannon. That's big. Um, that's, no, yeah, you know, that's, no, that is quite the take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing, um, uh, the other thought I have, Gannon, Dorf, the main villain from Link. There's about eight people out of the 80 that listen to this uh, podcast listen, that not, understand what's that. What's up? Uh, but still, Ganondorf, the main villain from uh, Zelda games. Oh, wow. I wouldn't want to play defense against that guy, would you? No. And then here's the other thought. He went to St. Ignatius High School 
which is a private Roman Catholic Jesuit, shout out St. Joe's Prep, uh, in the diocese of Cleveland. All boys. He didn't have time for women in high school. He was thinking about one thing and one thing only, football. All right. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> moving on, uh, you know, there are actual things to be excited about with Jonathan Gannon. When he was with the Minnesota Vikings, in passing yards giving up, he was in 7th, 12th, 3rd, and 2nd in his four years there. So he has taken that passing yard stat and brought it to the forefront, was not giving up passing yards. Moving to Indy, a little less talent than you had over in Minnesota. He was at 16th, 22nd, and 19th. The reason I think that that's a little bit more inflated is you could not run on Darius Leonard and the Indianapolis Colts. But here's here's where things get a little more exciting if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, that his interceptions that he was coaching the uh, defensive backs for, 13-13, 14-14, 15-15-15. So he has been above average in the interceptions category as a defensive backs coach for about the entirety of his career. He has been putting up good numbers, and I think a lot of Philadelphia fans would say that they were kind of hoping for a little bit more in the aspect of uh, turnovers. I think that um, the defense has kind of lacked in that department over the last couple years, and I think a lot of people would be excited to hear that uh, he's a he's a very talented cornerbacks coach. He's been uh, commended for coaching up Xavier Howard, in Minnesota, and then uh, Xavier Howard had a down year when he left, and he came over to the Colts this year and had a had a, a pretty solid career resurgence. So, I think the overarching theme of this is we don't know a ton, we have a little bit to go off of, and we're excited at the premise of it. Yes, this could crash and burn, and if you're Eric and a uh, Jalen Hurts non-truther, you may be uh, trying to prepare yourself for a couple you, years. You want me to hate Jalen Hurts so oh, bad. You hate him. I don't hate him. Well, you hate him a little. I don't hate I him. I think before this podcast you said that he wouldn't even like Miller Lite, which is, like, insane. He definitely likes Miller Lite. You think we can get a quote? I think we could get a quote. A quotient. If anybody can hook us up with a quote from Jalen Hurts as to whether or not Where, he likes Miller Lite, please, somebody... Somebody hook us up. Yeah, seriously. We don't know if he likes Miller We want to know like. what beer is Jalen Hurts' beer. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, all, all kidding aside, which is basically what we do this whole time, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm not confident, but I am hopeful in this staff. I think you've got a couple of uh, really uh, interesting candidates, uh, a couple of interesting minds coming into a room together. And, uh, you know, all in all, maybe, maybe – uh, Maybe this works. Maybe you catch lightning in a bottle and you have a, a staff of young guys who are going to be here for 10, 15 years, and, and we all get to say, uh, hey, we were right. We we figured this out way earlier than anyone else. Yeah, I love to see that happen. I, I, I love the fact that he was like a corner coach for a while and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think that one of the biggest issues that the Eagles have had, positional coaching. But I feel well, like development just, was just a so big you know, problem. I don't think our acumen is ever going to be questioned after Visor, Gannon, Cannon, Penn. I mean, that's it. We're 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 basically right. hired right. by by scouts. This is like we. I think that I think that we are smarter than your average bear. Yeah. On yeah. uh on I can football, beat a bear but like, but like certainly not Baldy's breakdowns level. Yeah. Of, well, of anal- analysis. What does that guy know? 
Well, everything. Yeah, well, fair enough. But, but, <laughs> you, but you're right. No, but, but like, on, on a serious note, I think that, you know, I talked about it last week at length about how development was a big problem and having coaches come in that were quarterbacks coaches, that were corners coaches, that were wide receivers and quarterbacks coaches in Sirianni is very important because I think that the problem that's been plaguing this team for the last two or three years since the Super Bowl year has been development of young players. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to die on that hill. And so if we're bringing in guys that are good at making mediocre players good and making good players great, I think that that's a difference maker on this team. Yeah, and, and to, to bounce off of that point, if you were uh, a layman, which we both are, and you, and I'm just going to ask you this, where do you think the, the Philadelphia Eagles are in most need of development of players? Like, name two offensive positions, two defensive positions. They need, well, I think at linebacker, it's, it's not so much, I don't know if it's a development problem as much as it's a talent problem. They just haven't brought in a linebacker. And and the Eagles, as a defense, weren't super reliant on linebackers for the last Mm -hmm. few years under Jim Jim Schwartz's defense. It was very much about the front four. Right. And, you know, corners, they certainly need help. Right. I think that they haven't developed young talent at corner. I mean, I talked last week specifically about corners like Rosal Douglas, Mm -hmm. corners like Sidney Jones, you know, we we all bought into Craven LeBlanc and Avante Maddox. Strat. Gotta love the strat. I love the strat. I love him. I love him personally. What's up, news? You know, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, have they are they better players today than they were twelve months ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that they are. And so those guys aren't gonna develop and then on offense. In a roundabout way, I'd say quarterback's been an issue. I mean, you know, we were talking about Wentz last week and his problems, you know, issues like not pointing your toe at your rece- at your attended receiver and like locking onto a number one read, those are coaching problems that should be fixed. And they, they just weren't getting fixed. And then of course at wide receiver with guys like JJ Arcega Whiteside who I brought up last week, who shouldn't be a world beater, I guess, but he should certainly be better than he is today. Uh Jalen Rager, who just wasn't used correctly last year yeah and, and and that's that's exactly well you know knowing that we don't rehearse this this is exactly what i wanted to hear if you wanted two things that you want the eagles to be better at i would think it's corners and it's wide receivers and then if you want to expand that i would say back secondary your safeties and then your quarterback play well the eagles just went out and got a guy who was uh, a two-year quarterback coach and a two-year wide receiver coach turning into a three-year offensive coordinator. And then you have a secondary coach in uh, Jonathan Gannon who has spent better part of four years, half a decade, coaching cornerbacks. This, the logic, in my opinion, is there. You are now like noticing, like, okay, we got Jeff Stoutland. If we can hold on to him, our offensive line is going to be coached up well. A little worried about By the way, backs. just want to touch on that really quickly. Um, Jeff Stoutland is the best line coach in football, mm-hmm. and keeping him on the staff was the biggest dub yeah. this year possible. Because I know he had like 
he had offers or whatever. They weren't sure if he was going to stick around. Imagine you had the opportunity to go to Alabama. If Nick Saban wants you, and this is a big reason why I love Jalen Hurts, Nick Saban. Nick Saban wanted you. Well, guess what? I got to say that you are a talented player, and then that's that's you know that's another conversation for another day, but I'm willing to have it all, every day of the week that but, good people want – good people, good coaches want good talent, and that's Jeff Statland – to that degree, so so I am I am all in on that. Ultimately, love Jeff Jeff Statlin mm-hmm. so much. Big Jeff Statlin podcast. Uh, if we have to make a point of where we aren't big, we hate Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot Shore Parks. None of our homies like you. So just a little thing. Just those that those are two big. We're a big Jeff Statlin podcast. Anti ESP. Uh, you think we get Elliot Shore Parks on the podcast? If I get him in this basement, I'm swinging on him. That's <laughs> We live stream it. We're going to have to cut this. We're going to have to cut that out. I do hate his guts, though. Yeah, well, you can just beep it. Uh, but listen, you know, I don't wish any harm on the guy. It's just like, just stop stop being a weirdo. Saying stupid stuff. He's a weird dude. He seems like the kind of guy that would say, like, I don't tip on tax. Yeah, yeah, I don't tip on tax. Or or, or what's another thing? Uh, uh, well, I only ordered the soup, so I don't think I really need to pay half of the bill. Like you know, Elliot. Guess what? Pay pay the pay your share. You came out. You had a good time. You got half of the service. Pay pay half of the bill. Yeah. You cheapo. Yeah. We think his takes are bad, and now because of that, we think he's cheap. Mm-hmm. Fuck him. Which makes sense. It's just science. I hate that guy. Do the math. But you know, all all things all things considered, uh, I think we've tried to wrap this up a little bit, but we we can get into uh, a thousand other things, and and we probably will. Uh, given a little bit of a foresight into what we're thinking uh we're hopeful we're excited uh but uh i would say that uh you know a lot of things are going to come to fruition by watching it there's no guarantee that we've got the guys but uh what i said to uh a couple old heads who were very upset about carson wentz and uh rooting for him if you are the type of person that's going to put carson wentz as your uh, profile picture in a colts jersey uh, don't don't see me on Broad Street if we ever win a World uh, Super Bowl again. World Series. World Series. What are you doing? Oh, I guess I've never been on live TV before. Uh, but we are know, not on television. I've never been on live radio before. We I've are not on, on radio. Co- I've never been on recorded radio before. Uh, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, uh, you know, the 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 man's gonna wear a visor. Yeah, that's right, a visor. Uh, with uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles logo on it, Jalen Hurts is going to wear a Philadelphia Eagles helmet, uh, and Gannon and Steichen are going to be wearing, hopefully, visors, because I trust visor guys. Um, big visor guy over here. We're big visor guys at this podcast. Uh, we hope that we see uh, success with these guys. And uh... Yeah, I think the main point of, of this week's episode is that a lot of what we're looking at as far as Sirianni and his staff is hope mm-hmm. we know, don't know what we there's don't not know. a ton of information out there i mean you can we can read like i have i have a note section here on my paper that tells me all kinds of facts you know but we really just we really don't know you know what's going to happen we're hopeful we can see what they did i think we're, i think get, we're both where did excited you get the piece of paper that had facts on it because i mine says um visor pen jamestown new, new york and ganondorf did you get did you get this one show says notes? this one says who is Rams OC? Exactly. Yo. 
Who wrote those notes? Edgar Allan Poe? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good Edgar Allan. Yeah. Edgar Allan, I'm making this dough. God, delete that. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut that. That was, that was truly awful. That was, that was, that was atrocious. Yeah, why not? Listen, I mean, I'm never going to say no to that. Speaking of beer, today we have another question of the day. And that's going to be, of course, the question is, what kind of beer is this? And so we're going to open it up in three, two, one. Ooh, did you hear that? that bottle? It's a bottle today. Oh, it's different. Quick, crisp opening. I guess, I guess that ad revenue is going to our heads. We're we're buying bottles. Yeah, you know how much we made off last week's podcast, though? It's about 80 cents, right? We made 80 cents so far. It's one of these beers. Yeah. Feels good. This I mean, one, hey, this beer is on you guys. That's an that's a return on investment. My ROI is skyrocketing. Speaking of returns on investment, dumb. Did you buy any uh, GameStop? Uh, no, 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 I I did not. Um, I preferred to buy a bunch of Jalen Hurts rookie cards because that's where the money's at. <laughs> because let me tell you something: when you buy a rookie card at a dollar a card, and it's Jalen Hurts jersey, it's a little maroon jersey. You go like this, you look at this, you smell it, you can smell the grass on there. That jersey card could be worth 10, 15 times as much as it was when you bought it. And I bought I bought enough cards that if Jalen Hurts isn't good, you don't have to worry about this podcast being a success. You have to worry about finding my body in a ditch. I'm in trouble. I'm in, I'm in deep. It was a bad move. I trust the man. You With really my life. Do. You really Literally. <laughs> So I think that's what we have for you today. Yeah? I think I think that's it. Um, uh, we really appreciate you guys taking the time and listening to us. Uh, as always, uh, we are the Philly Specialist. Uh, do we have to have an ad read here? I think we did one today. I think we may have did one, but if we don't have an ad read, I'm going to give you a free ad read. USA Wrestling. Let me tell you something about USA Wrestling. My friend Mike Willis writes for USA Wrestling, and it is deserves a little more credit it's wonderful articles it's wonderful content go on facebook like usa wrestling that's that's a free plug and you can be this free plug if you pay us <laughs> <laughs> have a great night have a great day have a great evening have a great week go eagles we are the philly specialists